0: Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shira. The is Bas, Ezra. Shabbos, Shabbos, Parchas, Shabbos Elul. Elbo. El is on its way. Chabtach Siter. Start to shake. Think. Chedish El. Today is Chof Menachem Ov. 20th day of the month of Ov. day of the Stalkus of the Rebbe's father, the Blavik, as his family known, Rav Levi, a Chosid, Chassid, Tzaddik, Levi Yitzchok, Ben. Shlem. The Rebbe's father was not a simple person. nya Katrina's Chief Rabbi of Russia. Hello. Not <sighs> a simple person. very very dedicated to his flock very dedicated to you Yisrael very devoted to his Kehillah and ultimately suffered and was exiled because of his dedication devotion to Torah Mitzvahs. Interestingly, not ironically, but interestingly, the his father was very, very well known and respected throughout for many different prowess or intellectual capacity which he held he was very very well known for math and for science and for, I guess they would consider astrology astrology And known as borderline, I guess, they referred to him as a Kabbalistic type of person. But not to say second to the Rebetzin, Rebetzin Khanna, as his Rebetzin, was also a very, very powerful person. She knew what her husband was going through in Gollas in his exile, his suffering. Therefore, saw so to it that he lit. That saw so to it that he had. Once she was able to contact him again. <laughs> once she was able to get together with him again. Saw so to it that his devotions, his dedications, which was Theda, were able to continue. As we spoke once, she even made ink for him. But there was a lack of paper, and therefore, the, he had a few Svarim, Sifrizea. and what he Used to do is he used to write in the borders of the Sefer, his tradition. Which, needless to say, was very strong and very powerful for him. And it's what basically kept him alive in his few years that he was in exile. And unfortunately, the pain he endured there, the pain he endured by being separated from his kehillah, the pain he endured by not by knowing that what was happening was being tainted halacha was being tainted and mitzvahs and Eden were not able to keep what they had to keep because of what the communist government was doing but nonetheless whatever he was able to do whatever he was able to make happen he did And even in Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan, whatever you want to call it, Almaty, Almaty, Almata, where he's ultimately interred, he still sought to it, the Yidin that were there, to gather them, to bring them under the fold, into the, into the fold, under his wing, gave them of himself whatever he could whatever he was I mean they weren't allowed to really he wasn't allowed to have contact with anybody but nonetheless the Mr. Nefesh was beyond not being able to be by the Rebbe's wedding was a tremendous pain for him but yet they celebrated the wedding not on Zoom not on FaceTime. They connected spiritually. And he made a wedding. Mm-hmm. He and his made a wedding in Almaty. The whole story that ensues... The fact that he was taken away, thrown into a prison without anything, until the Rebbitzin was able to find him, until the Rebbitzin was able to get anything to him, the stories are nightmarish. And the mere fact that Rebbitzin herself traveled that horrific journey by herself to go beat by the side of her husband. living example of what devotion and dedication of the Aishhail that Keres Habayas has. So today obviously as Levi it's proper that we do a mitzvah give tzedakah and to at least try to follow up with the example of his Adas Israel, of his love of fellow Jew and see to it that you do that one more mitzvah today And in the merit, may we all merit to the ultimate goal of Reb Levik, of Reb himself, ultimate goal of the Rebbe, son, which was to bring Mashiach Tzadkeno into this world, bring Mashiach Tzitkenu, and he's in this world, to reveal him to this world, so that we can ultimately all go out of this horrific, horrific exile and settle in Yerushalayim, yerak and bask in the kedusha that emanates from the Beit Hamikdash, that will emanate from every part of the world as the time of Mashiach, the era of Mashiach everything will see its spiritual potential Chedesh El, the month of El. In the Sfard Kihila, Achino, Asfardim, as the Rebbe referred to them, mm-hmm. they begin Slichis, Sadiqot, from Rish Chedesh El, straight through till Yom Kippur. Ashkenazim cheat and they only do it for four days uh, before Rosh unless it's more of a day of a week as this year Rosh comes out Monday, Tuesday so there's no four days from Matash Shabbos till Rosh Hashanah so we'll start the Matash Shabbos before that we'll have a full week of slichas, and then some Sunday will be Arab Rosh Hashanah Sleekhiz. Yay. Eld al tells us is Malach Basada. The king is in the field. So an interesting marshal. There was a line of people waiting to see a tzaddik. To get his bracha, to get his counsel. But the line was long, and the tzaddik could only have X amount of hours a day. People knew they were limited in time to get their question out. Minute, two, three. On the line, there was a fellow who had a terrible, terrible stutter. and he told the friend the the person standing next to him about his problem I have a terrific stutter but it's a very interesting one it takes me a long time to get out the first word once I start to talk I can talk but until that point I, I just can't get it out it doesn't come out right away I'm very concerned I'll come to the Rebbe And the time that it takes me to get out the first word, they'll throw me out. I want to be able to get the first word out. of you. So the fellow says, what are you worried about? You're talking now. You already got past that first word. Keep talking until you get into the Rebbe. When you get into the Rebbe, the words will be flowing still. Beautiful idea. Melech Basadeh. The king is in the field. Now, the tells us the muscle of the king that had his palace, everybody knew, this was the palace, how holy and special is this place. And yet, whoever dreamt of showing up to the palace gates and going inside, who dreamt of going near the palace gates to begin with? People lived mm-hmm their life in the town, and they knew there was a king in his palace. However, if one needed something really, really important, or desperate to speak to the king himself, they had to have protection, they had to have pull, they had to have this, they had to have that, they had to bribe, they had to get... Maybe, maybe, maybe they would still to see the king in the palace by his window scream a word El tells us this once a month the king gets out of the palace goes into the fields where the regular laymen are and anyone that wants can come over and talk to the king and the king receives them with a smile with a joyous face That once a month, every year. That once a month is Chaydush El. So for us that stutter, and for us that feel that it's a little difficult to express our feelings, express our concerns, to unload our horrific burden, we won't have time on the two days of Rosh Hashanah and the one day of Yom Kippur. And for those of us that say slichas from before Rosh Hashanah till Yom Kippur, how much is that already compared to the svardim the saying for three weeks before? And for those in Chabad, who only say the Shah before Rosh Hashanah. Don't even say, I say to me tshuva. how do we take enough? to be able to condense everything that we physically and spiritually need in Rosh Hashanim Kippur. Therefore, the Alt-Rebbe says, Melech get your first words out while the king is in the field. He's smiling at you, accepting, embracing you. Get your words flowing <coughs> in the month of El. Get yourself used to talking to the king. And the of told us before he went on Shlichus, if you have a fear of public speaking, Go into a room full of chairs and speak to the chairs. Nobody's gonna talk back to you. Nobody's gonna make fun of you, nobody laugh at you. And then get used to that. And when you need to speak publicly, do that as well. Have look at the people and say the chairs are empty. say the chairs are empty and this way you'll be able to talk you'll be relaxed, you'll be calm and there won't be anything disturbing you this is Malach Pasada. this is what Chaydash El does for us Malach Basadeh gives us the opportunity to familiarize ourselves with forms of tefillah familiarize ourselves with ways of doing mitzvahs become one with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in that whatever we need to do whatever we need to ask for will be there for us and this way when comes Rosh Hashanah we sit there with our table set we sit there with all our air quotes ammunition and this takes us to a whole different level so that we can be inscribed in the book of life, in the book of happiness in the book of goodness and we all have the Shana Teva Sukkah the prosperous year happy, many, many simchas by Klal Yisrael only joy with happy hearts and this is what Chedesh El prepares us for so that we're not shy to ask on Rosh Hashanah for what we need to ask because we're familiar with the concept of asking we're familiar with the concept of beseeching and of connecting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Let us focus on the parsha. What is an Akiv? Akiv is a heel. Ankle, a heel. What is that why is that expression used? Nadeshtankuma tells us there's a Pasuk in Tehillim Davar Melech says, "Lama ida b'mera, avain akve yisuvani, keva yisuvani, hmm Totally losing it today. Why fear from the days of from the days of bad, the smallest sins circumvented. David Melech is worried about the smallest sins. What about the big ones? now, the big mitzvahs he knew he did is concerned with the small mitzvahs apparently the ones that go easy and people just discard them and say I can do it later, I can get away with it, or whatever this is what the Torah is concerned with maybe, maybe I got forbid, transgressed one of them because it's simple And you, the B'nai Shem, told me heve, heve, chalach, 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 chalach. that we need to be just as careful with the simplest and smallest of mitzvahs as are well with the harsh ones, the hard ones. How is it possible that Melech was not careful with any mitzvah, even the simplest of mitzvahs? And we know that Melech says himself in Tehillim, in a different capital, He says testimony on himself, and also his servant was careful in them, and he kept everything very, very, even to the akiv rav. Which tells us that he kept even the mitzvahs of akiv, the ones that one people discard or step on with their feet. So, what was David afraid of? Perhaps we could say. David was definitely careful with all his mitzvahs from the head to the toe to the heel his fear was perhaps the scrutiny and the fullness of the simple mitzvahs were not as impeccable as the stringent mitzvahs, the harder mitzvahs, because when he was also when he was doing the mitzvah kalah the easy mitzvah, perhaps he thought in his heart, eh, "This is a simple mitzvah. I'll treat it like it's a mitzvah of a of its lesser value, <coughs> and thereby." this could impress upon him minimize the Heder Mitzvah the glorifying doing the Mitzvah with his full beauty and glory since Dabr Melech was suspicious in his own life of his Avena Kivai eh? and he says what's he made of? bad days this refers to the, na- t- the nature of the person the Jewish nation again the Melech brings down a little sheep, a little sheep among 70 ferocious wolves and according to nature it's a difficult situation to the extent of Limeiro bad years Bad days. If, however, a person conducts oneself by doing the mitzvahs in a measured and exact, precise way, and divides up the stringent mitzvahs to the simple mitzvahs, and begins with the main mitzvahs, and pushes away the akiv, pushes the other one's procrastinates the other ones for later then this is how he's treated in Milamayla same way, from above they treat him the same way that his lifestyle goes according to nature and therefore he finds himself Ida Bimeda. when a person doesn't think such and doesn't make such calculations but it's all on even plane and even keel to him in the Tere mitzis, automatically he involves himself and throws himself totally into it with his full heart and soul and there's no difference the bigger and the smallest Mitzvahs that time, in that way, Hakadosh Baruch Hu deals with him the same. When Mael, they tell him, "There's no boundaries; everything that you do is accepted in such a way, in such a ba- in such a fashion, and nothing has to be according to nature. Everything will happen to you. All your entire lifestyle will be given to you, higher than the standard of nature." The world asks a question Ain't any idea? I don't know I don't know how to do any mitzvahs I don't know the intentions of any mitzvahs Or I don't even know what a mitzvah is I'm new to this I'm not attuned to this lifestyle I'm not capable of this diet Mm -hmm. but I want to be a good Jew I can very, very hardly read Hebrew. I open a sit and I break my teeth. And then I have a bigger problem. Ida <clears throat> and made up I started to study. I can't read Hebrew, but I'm reading it in English. As I read it in English, I find out not only I'm doing it wrong. I find out how many sins I've actually committed. Hatilum! Help! Save me! Or do I say, oh well, pack it up. I'm not capable, I don't have the tools. I don't have the capacity Mm -hmm. I don't have the capability I don't have the knowledge I don't have it I don't I just can't do it tells us a direct message to you my friend it will be it will come to pass in a joyous fashion every mitzvah that you tackle whether you know how to do it or don't know how to do it, whether you don't know if you have the intentions that have to have, you don't know the devotions that have to be put into it, and you don't know and you don't know, you don't know all these little things, all these little nuances, tells us that data, you are (coughs) accomplishing, you are reaching, you are achieving with your little, what you put out, in a tremendous, tremendous merit yes ideally one should sit and learn Teda ideally one should sit to it that they know the Shulchan Aruch inside out, backwards and forwards ideally one should know Chassidus, know exactly what kavonis they need to have for every mitzvah they have they do a understand mm-hmm. and realize when you take that little venesic in your hand understand and realize if you're putting on tefillin understand and realize if you're lighting a Shabbos candle where you're going with this and what you're accomplishing and yeah that is the way it's supposed to be. But I I I don't know. I don't know anything. I wasn't brought up that way, I wasn't educated that way. And I'm so so confused. This week's parsha, we have the posuk with the matatum aysim as benechem and the daber balm. Teach the children, speak to them. The mechaber writes, machnism, machnism atinakus islamid ben chomesh shanim shlemus. We take the children into cheder at five years old, as the mishnah. Backs that up and says, "Bechamish And he says, "Actually, not low, not younger than that. Five years old when they times to start learning yeshiva." So somebody said very profound. The yesterday he said seven, the yeshiva can ruin their lives. Chas a way to talk and the Torah tells us put the child in the yeshiva the yeshiva is only going to benefit for the child will only make the child's life better will only advance the child make the child stronger and smarter however the Ramah writes on this and still in all in Makim, miyad shiye gimel shanam When they're three, we teach them the letters of the Torah. To be used to reading in the Torah. Bechumish the mikra, as the Mechabe writes, refers to at five years old he should start learning chumish. How do I learn chumish if I can't read it? Therefore, the Rambam says from three. So there's a little bit of a contradiction here between the and the Mechaber. In the Biuria Agro, in the explanation in the commentaries of Agro, he writes, understand this whole conversation. Immediately when a child speaks, begins to speak, one needs to start teaching them. Mishashi Yashchil Daber main thing is it says in Nimara as soon as the child begins to speak so when is the right time to start educating the child the Altarebbe clarifies this for us in his Hilchist Talmud in the beginning and the Altarebbe writes "The Mishashi Yashchil Daber as soon as the child begins to speak we teach them Tiva <coughs> Lalu and other Psukim that are exemplary and that fit and that teach the child and give the child direction how to lead the Jewish life. So the Altai starts off in Hilistamat Taylor. Afterwards, you teach them other Psukim as we just said, bapa. And when they come, they come shanim, says the Altarev, they come five, and even before that, in the fourth year we teach them how to read. So they can start to read properly later. So the Al puts a little bit of a difference between the letters of written law and what we should learn orally by heart at 3 it says on the 8th year the letters of the Tera they should know what letters look like but the Chiv of learning Tera says the al as soon as the child begins to speak so now the Ramah gets, away, gets a pass here according to words of the Rama, it's clear that this goes on the Aesius HaTeda that he's referring to. Acius HaTeda that are written. Mashiach in the Chiv to learn with his son starts when he starts to talk. And that is talking about talking about Teda Shavapah about words of Teda of the written law. The fact of the matter is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when one plants a seed the seed grows if you just throw a seed out into the yard not necessarily if you take a seed and you plant it and you nurture it you water it and some will tell you to talk to it it will sprout and it will give you either fruits or plants whatever whatever you've planted however just to throw out seeds into the fields and hope that something's going to catch and that there'll be a good rain and it'll come down on it and thereby it'll live it'll survive it'll do it'll become that's not the path, it's not the way that we'd educate What we, the way we plant, and the way we sow, and the way we water, that's how we reap. And therefore, when the child begins to speak, we teach them that taught 12 to be taught to the children. We expose the children only to the Yiddish and Negunim, the Yiddish and themes, Yiddish happenings. And then, we don't just say, okay, I did what I had to, now watch it grow. Then we nurture it. Then we water it. Then we follow up with it. And we stay on top of it. We don't let the child go to Hefkir. We don't let the child just roam the streets. We don't let the child just flake out and find themselves. We don't let the child to decide what they are, who they are, and what they could be we educate the child Alpi Teras Meshe Alpi Teras Hashem according to when Mesha taught us from HaKadosh Baruch Himself and thereby when we don't decide that it's already too much or that I've already overdone my, my work overstayed my welcome and therefore, I gotta let them grow, I gotta let them sprout, I gotta let them sprout their wi- spread their wings and discover themselves and decide what they identify as, Rahman And then the parent goes, Oi, what happened to my child? When the child begins to speak, we have to teach them the psukim of Taylor. Child has to be used to hearing Taylor words. Child has to be taught when they wake up in the morning, they put their hands together and they say, and the, everyone has the international you teach to the child. <coughs> and the smallest of infants take to it like fish to water <coughs> and the you all of a sudden you walk into your child's room with the negalas next to their bed you see the child all of a sudden sitting up putting their hands together and saying may the honey you knell you knell you brush it see to it you, you gain weight from that because you saw the child doing what you're teaching them to what you're educating them to do, and what they're supposed to be doing. And with that you can have, as long as you continue and persevere, you have the nachas that coming to every Jewish parent to see their child flourish, i.e. they take mitzvahs, and not to look away at any given mitzvah and say, this is a this is a small mitzvah. This is Mirashi Taich out. Chuma brings it down. Ele mitzvahs b'nei behen takhas ekvein. The small mitzvahs that people are not stringent about but rather they just throw them under their heels. What's the mashlichin eisan takhas ekvein? What does it mean they throw it under their heels? The intention is not those that don't keep the simple mitzvahs, but rather those that agree to do the mitzvahs, the simple mitzvahs, but they do it, eh, ah, simple mitzvah. Once it turns to Ekev, that whole mitzvah loses its value and dissipates. Their person, the person is saying the service that Hashem is has to be in a Sayyidina in an orderly fashion, and therefore we start aveda. We need to worry about and to assure ourselves the strong and stringent mitzvahs that we're going to see to it. Not to have comments on Pesach, to hear sheifar Hashanah, the tough stuff, to sit out in the sukkah to blintzes and shuvu is, is the tough, hard stuff that's first first and foremost that's resh that's how I elevate myself spiritually once I'm at a spiritual level once I achieve the level I can start to involve myself also in these small little mitzvahs they're not so stringent not so reliant on the head that I have to concentrate on it that I have to put my heart into it mitzvahs that I consider I'll do them later I, proc- I can procrastinate with them and this sounds logical it sounds logical it make, almost makes sense that you make sure you're doing the real stuff and then find yourself all the small little mitzvahs. It's not anywhere near the truth, just the opposite. The main foundation and the greatness and the service of a person to the is everything they do is involved in key mitzvahs? You don't start making calculations to understand the reason for a mitzvah, what's its importance, what's how how relevant is it? But in full hearted, we believe in the Veda Elam, in the Kaddish Baruch Hu. and with Kabbalah El Malkheshemayim, we do his mitzvahs. Everything that He decreed upon us. If I understand it, if I don't understand it, it doesn't matter. And when the foundation to doing these tayre is with full belief and Kabbalah sale, then there's no difference what kind of mitzvah the bigger mitzvah smaller mitzvah nothing's relevant nothing's relevant nothing has more importance than the other and therefore we don't try to do something more important or less important but rather they're all unequal plain, even keel as we say them. All the mitzvahs that we do are connected in that way. Pasha talks about different things again as Moshe is counting down all the things that happened 40 years in the desert. And Tortured you, starved you, they fed you the money. Talks about the holy money that the Eden were fed forty years in the desert. Twice he mentions it the Al Pasha. And both times he stresses that the eating of the man was not pleasant. Tortured <speaking in Hebrew> you. Tortured you. I tested you. The man doesn't get a big popularity boost over here. He didn't complain about the man, And we see in the words, they said, they expressed themselves. The navshenu bilti el amon e'nenu. And they said also, ve'navshenu kotze Had enough of it, we revolted from it. so shocking can you imagine not having to go to the grocery and shop not spend the five, six hundred dollars a week but it just comes to your doorstep and you eat your portion you're sated you're not getting fat even though you tasted cake and ice cream and chocolate you're not gaining any weight from it how can you top that? how do you beat that fact is there are many different fads of diets some send you different things that you can eat and they have different snacks and different meals and different this and different yens once a day you have to eat this it's insanity but it works it works, it disciplines you And people lose tremendous, tremendous amounts of weight. Unfortunately, once they stop eating the stuff from the products of the the diet, we know the story, we know the drill. But here, Eden complained about this month. The tana, when the tana describes the Mon, the tana says, It had a tremendous, delicious taste. And if you're keeping your score at home, the Gemara in Yuma, I-N-A, on the bottom of Amaral, if you turn over to the base, seventy-five in Yuma says, Sifina shaman had any taste that a person wanted, acquired. It totally, totally, it didn't make a person fatter, and everything totally got digested. With no seeds or any leftover residues or anything. So how could the man torture a person? Same Gimara a little earlier in Yuma, I indoled Amidala Gimara explains Dafka the Milas of the man is what caused the Yidden their, their problem. They could not grasp lechem min bread from heaven. It has no psalis. Tastes like whatever you wanted. This did not work for them. They wanted that loaf of bread. They wanted to see what they were actually eating. The limited person has a hard time accepting and grasping concepts that are with no boundaries. When a person eats bread, he eats this piece of bread and its taste. And he feels satisfied. When it came to the Mon, Dafka, because its essence was from the Maila, which is built in Mugvelas, and the tastes were never ending. person finds himself in an interesting predicament the truth is the complaint about the man was of course as we all know as it always is the doing of the Yitzhara and that's how he works he starts to convince the person with the smallest of things and he rolls it over to bigger sins, to the most stringent sins, and this is what happened to Bnei Yisrael. They started with complaints about the man, and ultimately they reached to a level where and Again, in Yuma, and the Yuma tells us to keep your score at home. They cried about Iskimish Pregesav. this form of the Sahara's capturing a person this form of the Yitzharas convincing, conniving ways, any time any place we have as well even when it comes to Lechem and shemaim, person says I want Lechem on I have the heaven bread no, I want earthly bread I want Ezekiel bread I want whole wheat with split yashams. I don't know what the people eat today in bread. The good old piece of rye bread is no good anymore. Bread, food, is a parable to the words of Chokhmah and Seichel. Just like bread feeds the body, so too Chokhmah feeds the mind and becomes one with the Seichel. There are two types of chachma. There is a Chochma that is like Lechman Aretz, and there is a Chochma that is Lechman HaShemayim. Seich anushi in general all the Chochmas that are known to the person this is Lechman Haaretz. Seichel key is Teda, Chachmas Hashem is Lakhmana Shemayim. Worldly things are Lakhmana Arads, and spiritual things are Lakhmana Shemayim. The general person's mind is a Chachma Chulin. It's simple, worldly, and it's limited. What my brain has, what my brain grasps, I can grasp. And this is within the realm, within the boundary of my chachma itself. (coughs) There's also, every Chochmah has different G'dorim and Mikbolis, different boundaries to it. In addition to this, there's also the concept of Pseilis. The chachmas that we should not necessarily be involved in learning. Not exactly and not accurate things. although they tend to twist our minds they tend to fill our minds with things that we shouldn't have on the other hand the person attracts himself gets attracted to these things whereas the person that's careful is attracted to the spiritual things not things that bring them to Gaiva. The godly Khachma, Khachma it has no boundary to it. It has everything. Also Khachma, also Musr, also Midas Tevis, also way of life on a daily basis, etc. etc. And it only brings Brachas to those who learn it, and those who involve it, and those who internalize it. It's totally true. It has no impurities. But dafka, because it's impossible to totally be able to grasp and to pull in everything, and to totally feel the hunger for the worldly knowledge and worldly things, but by doing this and involving ourselves only with the Theda, the person sees to it that they become humbled from this. Whereas when they go out to the world... The opposite happens. Yosef das, Yosef Maakev. The more worldly knowledge that your person has, the more pain he gets. In a more simpler words, we can find in Tera itself two types of food: Lechem and which is Niglish of learning definitely Halakas, etc. gimara Lechem Shamayim, which is Pnimius of Tera, Tera's Chassidus. And the, the ways that it teaches us, it connects us spiritually to Devishtha. The Therefore, when learning Teda Nigla, Teda has immediately a satisfying, fulfilling knowledge, whereas Primya leaves the person always confused and hungry. In a way that a person can barely grasp and understand. But on the other hand, it's the premium satayra that gives the neshama life and that refrains the person from opening up any other channels of haughtiness or improper behavior. And after there we find all the tastes of the world. And therefore this is the true mazayn of the Nishama and how the person has to be fed. May we grasp the true blessings of Teda, the true words of Teda, may we merit to hear Teda Chadosh Amit Tetzay in Yerushalayim Yerak Hedesh this very Shabbos and when we start Chedesh Elul, we greet the Melech Basada and we have all the Ksiva, Teva, Shana, Teva, and Shabbos to all